Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. We're recording today on a Friday. I'm so excited um, because you guys are going to be super excited about this brand on today. Sol Diaz is on. I I can't even wait to, to dive into this. And their founder, Victor Garcia, is on. And we are going to talk food, drink, treats. It's going to be awesome. I can't even wait. Victor, it's so great to have you on the podcast, man. It is an honor. Super excited <laughs> to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I know you were like counting down for today, right? Yes, I was. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we had fun. We had fun catching up before we hit record. And um, it's part of the fun of doing this show. It's, you get to meet some incredible people. And Victor is another one of those. And and quite frankly, um, may have one, a, a unique angle to um, product that you're going to hear about today that we haven't covered yet in all the 400 and some odd episodes on the podcast. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Victor, how about this? Before we jump into Soul DS, let, let's talk about uh, your background and what were you were doing before launching the brand? Absolutely. So I knew uh, from a very, very young age that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I think when I was in sixth grade, I would ask my mom to drop me off at school early uh, so I could get breakfast or I don't remember exactly what I told her. But basically, she would drop me off early. And instead of going all the way inside, I would just kind of come back out. I would walk to the (laughs) Mexican... To the Mexican grocery store, buy some Mexican candy, uh, and then I would just sell it at school. And so that's you would sell where... it. <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. say you get there to eat it. That's hilarious. No. <laughs> so the, the funny thing is, I've never really been into like uh, sweets or candy, but there was just I think I was just following a little bit in my my parents' footsteps because my parents are entrepreneurs, and so I thought, well, if they can sell stuff from uh, from a storefront, I can, I can sell it at school. And totally. so Why that's, not, kinda, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where my journey, that's where my journey began. Um, and I remember when I finally, uh, I finally got caught, I go to the principal's office and she's like, that's where all these rappers are coming from. Uh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I've been seeing them everywhere. We finally, um, yeah, we found the so, culprit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the funny thing with my mom was that she was more upset that I got caught than that I was doing it. Um, and so oh. <laughs> I was always encouraged to to follow whatever, you know, passion. I love that. Uh, well, um, share some of the things that you loved buying and selling. Like, talk about some of the products, because I know that leads into your the business that you've launched. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, uh, when I was, I think... 14 to 18, I, I worked for, for my parents, right? I, and, and they have a Mexican like snack shop. Um, sure. And I'll talk more, we'll talk more about that, but uh, I worked for them, right? And during this, this period, like I really wanted to grow the business. I saw the potential. I saw, you know, how people craved it, specifically um, Hispanics, how they craved the product. And, and I just wanted to grow the business, but they, they said, no, thank you. They were very happy with, <laughs> with where they had gotten the business. Um, they were immigrants. They came to the U.S., you know, no English, no money, nothing. And so this great accomplishment that they, 
they, they just started something from nothing. Um, they, they were just very happy with what they had. And then, and they said, if, if you want to go start something else, uh, we'd be, you know, we'd be happy to, to help you, but we're good with, with where we're at. Uh, so instead I said, you know what, I'm going to go get an education. I'm going to try to learn, uh, get some, uh, get some savings. And then once I've got a little bit more, a little bit more experience, I'll jump back into, I'll jump back into the the business or start a new one. And so that's what I did. I went to, I went to UTD. Um, I got an accounting degree because I, I knew understanding the numbers and sales were going to be really having those two skill sets were going to be really important for being an entrepreneur. And so that's what I did. I, I, I got my accounting degree, did about two years of public accounting and then did uh, a year and a half of just selling uh, of sales. I had a, a logistics job where my job was just to, 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 to convince people to, to uh, send out a truck to move, you know, to transport <laughs> logistics from one place to another place. And then I had a uh, selling insurance. So it was, it was cold calls wow. all day long. Oh um, my gosh. Cold calling. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so but that basically, you know, looking back, it's like, it's, that was great that I, that I did that. And so whenever I, after doing those two things, having enough money, uh, we, we get this really, really old building, um, and begin and begin work. It was in, in Fort wow. Worth uh, and, uh, it took about eight months to get this building from a complete disaster to something that where, where people would <laughs> be comfortable usable. coming in, right. yeah, they would come there, right. <laughs> come there to buy stuff. Oh my um, God kind of it was tucked into like a residential neighborhood and so at that time i was just i don't know if i was just so tired of working for others that i just kind of ignored a lot of reason and said i'm sure. gonna make it happen um wow. but even yeah even the health inspector would come by when he came to check on us and he's like are, are you sure you want to do that uh <laughs> and, and we're like yeah let's do it and every six months he would come by and and he would just be surprised that we were still open, because um, wow. it was it was pretty tucked away. Uh, but yeah, that was in 2016 uh, that we finally that I finally opened um, my company, Sold Um And we at the time we didn't even our specialty right now is making ice cream for the Hispanic community or like Hispanic ice creams. Um, but Love at that. that time, we didn't make that. We didn't make that. We <laughs> would literally. We would literally buy Bluebell because that's what <laughs> um, that's what all of the competition did, and so we're like, okay, sure, let's do the same thing. Um, <laughs> but pretty soon, we're like, what are we doing? We're calling ourselves an authentic, you know, we're calling this authentic right. Mexican, ice, Mexican cream. ice cream, but it's it's Bluebell. It's Bluebell. <laughs> we're just like adding like cajeta or some kind of syrup on top. Oh and, my god! Yeah, and so that's that's kind of when the light bulb hit and we're like, I was like, there's this huge opportunity to jump into and make our own ice cream. Um, wow. And be so the, cool. the supplier of Hispanic ice cream. Uh, dude, I think so, it's so amazing at, at, at validating what I said at the beginning. I, and we haven't covered this category. It's so awesome. Uh, for those who don't know Spanish, Sol Diaz is Sunny Days. And what a cool name for a company. Um, Spanish ice cream. Love it. So uh, 
So, what it, so you decide you're going to launch it. You've done some work in the space. You knew it. You were, you kind of made do with with other ice cream. And when did you go into kind of making your own? You know, and what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So in 2017, uh, like we opened late 2016, like in October 2016, and early 2017, we were thinking, man, we got to make a change. So we just start asking a lot of questions um, and basically figure out the hard way, like how to make it for, you know, for probably six months, we're churning out ice cream that is too hard, uh, (laughs) that just has all kinds of defects. Oh my God. <laughs> now, and where we that were you working with like a co packer or another? Like, how, you know, how did you figure that out? Or how did you fi- find somebody to do that? No, we we literally just bought this small ice cream machine. Like, it was a oh. commercial size. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, you were doing it yourself. <laughs> Perfect. It's even better. Yeah. <laughs> what we am I thinking? Of course, you were making it yourself. That's it. <laughs> at, at that time, I literally didn't even know what co packing was for that that existed i shouldn't have assumed right (laughs) it's okay it's okay in the like i don't know if it's just a like a hispanic thing like i'm from i'm from mexico born in mexico i don't know if and everybody that i knew that was entrepreneurship they're they're just you know that was just never discussed it's just if you want to do something you gotta buy the machine and make it um and so (laughs) here we are doing anything else do it yourself got it (laughs) you gotta do it you gotta figure so so and 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 so for, you know, like I said, six months, we're turning out ice cream that isn't right. Um, but we finally start to make some flavors that people really start to enjoy. And I'd say probably a year after um, struggling, we finally solidified our recipes. Um, and we're finally making stuff that I'm really, really proud of. Uh, and so that was, yeah, that was the process. Of, Amazing. would. Know, uh source like the we we the product that we buy the ingredients some of the some of the ingredients some of the fruits like they you can't just find them anywhere and so we basically called a bunch of companies down like on the border of because we're in Texas and so we called sure. companies in in McAllen Laredo trying to find somebody that imports these fruits like guava um or like a passion fruit um mame and so that was that was also a big a big uh that was a lot that was, that was a big wall that that we had to overcome but we, sure. we finally did and yeah wow and so what did that look like so as it came to life and talk about it, your customers before and then as it's progressed with the product what, what did that look like um the customers i gotta be honest the customers were the same um, that we didn't have a huge change in customers. I think, sure. um, I don't know if it was the name or just like our feel, our, 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 our establishment and the way it felt and who we targeted. Um, it was, it's always been Hispanics. Um, but the difference was they came and they would say, well, this ice cream is okay, but do you have, you know, this flavor or do you have that flavor? Um, and we would, be you know, be empty handed and so little by little as we started to make the flavors that they sought then they would start to visit us more and then they would start to spread the word um, got it hey yeah this flavor that you can't find anywhere they have it come here um and so that was kind of the the evolution and then now we're starting to pre-package it um and we had a meeting with aldi a couple of weeks ago 
and everything went well. We're just missing a certification that they require. So we're in the process of getting that and then hopefully um, going back and continuing the conversation with them. Wow, pretty cool. Now, what about other products? You're in ice cream. What about other products? Have you thought about expanding into other types of treats that you used to have at the store growing up? Yeah, and so um, the concept of, like our concept in Spanish is called a paleteria. You can think of it as a, like a Mexican scoop shop plus a bunch of other stuff. Um, and I love it. I love <laughs> like it. A bu- like literally like we've, we've had, we, I think we had, we're, we're in a process of, of condensing what we offer because I think, uh, people in or companies in this space, they get a, a too carried away with having, with offering way too many things. Like some, some places offer you hot dogs and hamburgers and ice right. cream and, and <laughs> raspar, you know, churros. It's, it's, it's a very, very long list. And to me, it's very, very difficult to stand out and to make every single one of those products taste really good. Um, sure. And so we decided, yeah, to focus on, on, the, on, the, on the things that we can make frozen. And so ice cream is, is the core, um, but also we, we make um, churros, uh they're like a i'm pretty a lot of people know about them for for those that don't um churros are like a like a fried dough um staple very very traditional treat that they're coated with sugar and cinnamon um that is also a, a, a huge part of what we do what we sell um and then our our beverages we have like fruit beverages that we make from scratch. They're called aguas frescas, like horchata, very, very popular. Um, but that's the most popular flavor. Um, huh. And that's one thing, uh, that product I had read in one article that where you'd been interviewed that you'd said, you know, hey, I moved to uh, the US side of Mexico and I missed the, that drink, right? The aguas frescas. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, tell, tell our audience what that is and what makes it so unique. Yeah, so the, uh, specifically horchata, horchata is, is a... Um, a very traditional drink that that's made with rice, cinnamon, milk, and vanilla. Um, and basically we allow the rice and the cinnamon to sit basically to simmer in water for 24 to 48 hours. And we mix it every two to three hours. And that basically soaks in all of the flavor from the rice and the cinnamon. And then that gets blended after those 48 hours it gets it gets blended and then we extract as much flavor as possible without having any actual rice and cinnamon in the drink and then that gets yeah that gets mixed with with a cream that we make in-house um and some some vanilla and that is the the most popular the most delicious uh, drink that we sell Got it. Love it. Um, and you've talked about, uh, you know, d- different ways of selling, um, you know, talk about, you can buy on your website. You talked about in, in person. How have you thought about growing the brand over time? Like, what does that look like from a route to market perspective? That's, that is something that we have uh, thought about a lot and something that we've, I mean, we've, we've tried to seek as much 
um, advice from people that have made it big. Um, and most recently, I was able to speak with Jenny from Jenny's uh, Splendid Ice Cream. Absolutely. Um, and her advice was, was, was simple. She said, you need to build your brand. And the best way to build your brand is to go brick and mortar and to expand your brand by, you know, taking that route, opening more shops. Um, right now, we have one in Fort Worth, one that we're opening in Irving. And then our family has three other stores in Waco. Got it. Uh, and so it's kind of five right now. And that's the path um, that we're that we're taking. That's the path that, that we're going down. I know a lot of a, a lot of the the other entrepreneurs on this show, it's been all, hey, how do we get into grocery stores? How do we right, uh, you know ex- right. expand that way? And that's a really big temptation, right? Because we hear that so often. Like you hear those magical words or that 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 thing that shines and you're like, hey, if you just land one big account, you could do right. stores. <laughs> and so it's hard not to take that. But but you know, she was very clear and, and I really do trust her. Um, because we did have pretty in-depth conversations. I would you know go back and forth. Um, but that's kind of what she said. And now if an opportunity does come up with a retailer like say Aldi um, and they just kind of reach out and they say, Hey, we see what you're doing. We want, you know, we want a product in our stores. Right. Yeah. That's a different story as opposed to the strategy being, Hey, we're going to go hunt uh, grocery stores and grocery. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. I think that's really cool. Um, Wow. Pretty cool and exciting and unique. Um, yeah, I always love to ask our list our listeners. I've always always love to ask our guests for some pieces of advice for our listeners, uh, especially as you've launched a brand, growing a brand, and uh, been an entrepreneur. Um, what would be two or three things that in your unique business that you would offer that you've learned or things you would share with others? Um, I would say, I mean, for for me, something I wish I knew whenever I started was to think long term. Um, Tell us what that means. Just, Unpack that for us. Yeah, I mean, so as I mentioned, like we initially started and the whole thing was, hey, variety, 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 have as much possible, have, have, you know, have as many things as you possibly can in your store. But that was kind of thinking for tomorrow, right? Like if we're able to have all of these different brands and offer all of these different chips and all, you know, have pinatas and have all of these things, like we're probably going to sell more this month. Sure. But if we think 10 years from now, that might not be the best, the best strategy for us. The best right. strategy for us might be to say, Hey, we're going to develop sold BS brand products and we're going to push our brand and we're going to make sure that customers associate um, great Mexican ice cream or great horchata ice cream, great mame ice cream with, us and we're not going to take on all of these other products we're not going to try to the just say you know we're going to do a mediocre job but but sell millions of things um so that's something that that's kind of been uncovered here slowly over over the years and i think that also just applies to everyday life no doubt like so many yeah so many times we trade in small pleasures and sacrifice long-term success like a silly example is like if you choose to have 
uh, fast food five times a week. Like that's going to be great. That's going to be. Great it's really for good right now. Yeah, it's going to taste good. It's going to be great for your wallet. It's going to be great for your time. But serious but. effects might come <laughs> <laughs> down the road. Exactly, and it's the same thing with business. If you've got, if you hire somebody, if you hire two or three people, and whenever an issue comes up, if you solve it for them, it's going to solve right. the issue right now. But in a year, two years, five years. They're just going to be used to you solving all the issues instead of them developing the skill set. Man, so true. Um, man, I just, I love this. I and I love what you're doing. It's so exciting. I think it's there's so much runway in front of you. I think people, I, I think there's many people that would love this product and the other products that we you know you've talked about before. We even hit record and then and reading about some of the ones you grew up with. It's just really, really cool and such a market for it. I think people are eager to try new. They're eager for innovation. And that's that's probably why at some point someone you're going to start getting some of those calls because people are going to want to bring in some new innovation in their, their stores. Um, so cool. Hey, listen, before we go, I'd love to have you share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy your product, try your product, etc. Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, our storefronts are in uh, Fort Worth, Irving, and Waco. Um, you can also try some of our bottled and prepackaged things at soldds.com. Um, Instagram is at soldsco. Same thing with Facebook. And we're also on TikTok. Easy enough, man. Uh, Victor, it's been so great having you with us. So excited for you. I hope you'll come back down the road, share some more stories with us um, as you continue to grow. I know there'll be many more and excited again for all that's in front of you. Thanks for spending time with us today. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Justin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.